0: Good morning, everyone. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm Jason Demars. Just want to remind everyone uh, if you have any prayer requests, testimonies, or questions for me, please contact me at jasondemars.com or on any social media platform you're listening on. Also, remind everyone we have a number of materials available on our website that you can get for completely free. We will ship them to you for free as well. Um, It also gives you an opportunity to support our ministry when you do that, um, when you place that order. We're operating by faith, trusting the Lord to provide for us uh, so that we can uh, send out all our books. We recently were able to ship out all our books by God's grace He provided for us. And we're able to send out all our orders to Pakistan, India, and all throughout the nations in Africa. And I was so thankful to the Lord that we were able to do that. So we're completely up to date on our shipping. Um, We're also able to send out, um, I think, about 70 Bibles to uh, a brother pastor in Zambia and was thankful for that. And everyone can get involved in... Um, supporting those kind of things as well if you want to. Um, Certainly appreciate that. Just want to go through and greet everyone that has greeted me so far. Brother Tony from Madawaska, God bless you. Brother Doug, may the Lord bless you. Sister Mai, God bless you. Morning, Brother Aaron. Uh, Brother Chandu, God bless you. Brother John. Good morning. It's bright and early in Arizona. Thank you for listening in. All right, let's go into our subject. This is Chosen Part 4, and I want to talk uh, a little bit about the Old Testament elect versus the New Testament elect, and talk about how this works, because in, in Reformed theology, that's my background, um, before I Received the message, and much of it is accurate. But there's some parts which I never really could grasp or agree with. Um, in simplicity, and I'll and I'll explain some of that. But under reformed theology, Calvinist theology, um, it is the belief that before you're able to believe you're born again. Because it says, no man can see the kingdom of God except to be born again. Okay, and if you look at that and bring that back to the understanding of total depravity, that no one seeks after God, no one loves God, no one does good, right? So, um... If no one does good, and no one seeks after God, and we're all, all dead in sin and trespasses, that's, all those things are correct. That means that when God reveals, God begins to speak to you, you could only reject it. You could only turn away from that, right? So because of that, in order for anyone to believe, first, God has to give you the new birth and so they take that and some some things from the old testament where Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit than the rest than the others and and some different things like those scriptures and say the new birth was also in the old testament but it's very it's a very simple truth that it's a new covenant God was not writing His laws on people's hearts and in their minds in the Old Testament. He wasn't making them new creations in Christ Jesus. He gave them the law. They were to obey that law. No one could obey it perfectly. Okay. So how did anyone believe at that point in time? So, I mean, if you think about the book, uh, the prophecy of Isaiah, you think about God hardening people's hearts so they wouldn't hear. I mean, that. let's look at the scripture there. Um, Matthew 13, verse... Uh, Verse 13, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. So they hear, they hear, they listen, and they shut, they close themselves off. Look at Uh, go back to the, the scripture in Isaiah. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and be converted, and be healed. They... Harden their hearts against God's word. They hear it, and perhaps they know it's right, but it doesn't fit with their situation in life. So they they harden their hearts uh, against the Lord. So, you know, Hebrews 4 7, today if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Hebrews 3 8, Harden not your hearts. Psalm 95, verse 8. Harden not your hearts. They blind themselves. They harden their own heart against God. So God speaks to them, God deals with them. You know, the Bible says, My spirit will not always strive with man, for he is also flesh. So God, many are called, but few are chosen. So people get called, people hear the voice of God, but they then harden their hearts, turn against Him. And so it's God God dealing with people, God working with people, but they don't want to be worked with. They harden their hearts. So then what's the difference between you and God? and them. What's the difference between the elect and the non-elect? I want to read you some important words from Jesus in John chapter 8. Okay, so here Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and it's a very confrontational situation. They're confronting him over what he's teaching and what he's doing. And Jesus said, If God were your father, you would love me, for for I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of him his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Therefore, hear them, ye therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Let's go back up to 37 in that context. I know that you are Abraham's seed because you seek to kill me, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. So those who hear his word are from God because they have a place in them for the word. The Pharisees are from the devil because they have no place in them for the Word. So this is the, right here, is the difference between Old Testament elect and New Testament elect. Here in the New Testament, all the disciples, all those who believe, not one of them are born again. The new birth is the same thing as the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was not given yet at that point in time. That came on the day of Pentecost. That is the new covenant that God made with the house of Israel. And we get grafted into that new covenant as Gentile. Gentile become Gentile bride. And so we're grafted into that. So those who hear and believe the word of God, like Abraham, have a place inside of them, that can hear the Word. We call that the predestinated seed or the elected seed that is in a person that can hear the Word of God. And then they can be born again. But a person can hear the Word, walk in the Word, and that's what they did in the Old Testament. Hear the Word, walk in the Word, yet they're not born again. In the Old Testament, they needed to receive the New Covenant. The Old Covenant was, you circumcise your heart. In the New Covenant, it says, God circumcise the heart. Under the Old Testament, they didn't have the new birth. They had an anointing of the Holy Spirit, but they didn't have the new birth. The elect had a place in their heart to receive and understand the Word of God. Their soul, That seed in their soul could say yes to the Word of God. And that was God dealing with them, drawing them to Himself. It wasn't that God wasn't working with them. It wasn't that God wasn't near them. It was that God wasn't in them in the shape of a new birth, a new creation. Okay, so if you have any questions about that, please let me know. Um, I'm going to continue speaking um, just for a little bit on this topic. Let's look at Psalm 32 and verse 2. Blessed, we'll just read from verse 1. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity and in whose spirit there is no guile. It's not that God isn't working in them and working with them and anointing them. He was just not working in him in the same way he did under the new covenant. His work was different. But even these, the forgiveness of transgressions and covering of sins wasn't from bulls and goats. That was just pressing it forward to when the new covenant would come and the sacrifice for sins would be made. Psalm 65, verse 4. God was cleansing hearts. God was forgiving. But they weren't That wasn't the new birth. That wasn't the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Psalm 65, verse 4 Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Again, God was working, God was drawing people to himself. God was speaking to people. Who was he speaking to? Who was he dealing with? Those who had a place for the word in them. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Didn't say they had to be born again to hear his voice. It just said they had to be his sheep. They had to be elect. Uh, Brother Branham says this in taking sides with Jesus in 1962. there, walked up there and Jesus said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. He said, Rabbi, when did you know me? He said, Before Philip called you when you was under the tree, I saw you. What did? The water struck that predestinated seed. Oh my, when it did, he said, Rabbi, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. What was it? The seed laying there ready, that place for the word to come. Because you're a sheep, you can hear the voice Seed was laying there ready. God sowed it back yonder before the foundation of the world that it should bring forth a light at that time. Hallelujah. That's my stand right there, brother. That's where I believe right there. I preach it and it falls here and there and they go this way and that way. Don't make any difference. Somewhere it's going to strike a seed and when it did, Brother Branham snaps his finger, it'll fly up to life like that just as sure as the world. Yes, sir. God drawing, God working, God cleansing hearts, um, God choosing and causing people to approach unto Him, God anointing under the Old Testament, but not the new birth, not the new creation. The new creation can only come after the first, the beginning of that creation, which is the second Adam, Jesus Christ. As in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. We get the new birth through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and that only comes after the blood was shed. So, all right, we're going to bring it to a close this time. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. Make sure to subscribe to our videos. Click the little bell so you get notified. Um, If you're listening on Facebook, make sure to comment, like, and share. We sure appreciate that. May the Lord richly bless you.